0: what's up guys welcome into the fifth episode of college Football uncensored i'm chris marler i'm joined by my good friend tyler huck tyler how are you man
1: doing well is it, when do we start um not saying the number of the episodes it is like i'm so just gonna do that for all time i'm gonna treat Every.
0: this like an obnoxious New uh mom on Instagram
1: with the with, months like, of
0: the-, the months, yeah. So yeah. like honestly, for every episode, I'm gonna do like a little picture, like I'll just find a baby um somewhere and we'll just put like a picture of us like we're five five episodes old.
1: I think that's the best thing to do. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I'm good, man. I'm good. Good weekend. Got to get away from the house for for the first time in a while. So how about you?
0: Uh we have been doing um home DIY projects all weekend. Oh. It's actually been a lot of fun. Yeah, very, very fun stuff. Uh, that is not a lot of fun stuff. I'll tell you what is fun stuff. We're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk some college basketball because we got March Madness and the SEC Basketball Tournament coming up. Um, we're going to get into uh, <laughs> some stuff that happened at LSU that's going to be uncomfortable, and, uh, and we'll discuss that. Also, an awesome interview with our good friend Tom Hart. Uh, we really just wanted to talk about the SEC Basketball Tournament um, for about 10, 15 minutes, and instead – Tom pulled a Tom, which no one's going to complain about because he's fantastic and told us a lot of stories about getting kicked out of Outback Steakhouse. Uh, And we're also going to go over a lot of stuff with the NFL draft uh, or mock drafts as well before we get into some fourth and wrong and um, uncensored moments of the week. So before we get into it, make sure you are uh, subscribed to the podcast. Um, We are in our own feed now, as you may have noticed. We're no longer in the SDS feed. We uh, took the training wheels off. We're, We're trying to be real boys. So make sure you do that, like, uh, leave a five-star review if you would like, or just rate it five stars. you don't have to write anything. Um, and if you do, send me a
1: screenshot, and I'll send you out a sticker, because I sent out 70 this weekend. You did. I thought you sent me the picture of that, I appreciate you doing that. and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Oh, they better.
0: Uh, they better because my my hand is still cramping from because I decided my to fingers hand... hurt. <laughs> Dude, that's literally how I'm, I'm like 34, and I feel like I'm getting arthritis because I decided to write out a bunch of the addresses. But anyway, none of that matters. Uh, let's get into it. Um, w- real quick, week in review. You went on on vacation. Um, I got the STS Twitter account suspended.
1: Yeah. So what happened there?
0: Okay. So <laughs> we got a notification that we violated some rule. Apparently, this is like sweeping across Twitter, okay? Mm. And the only reason I'm even bringing it up is because I, I want to hear from you and also the audience. If you had to guess why it was suspended, like what would you think would have happened? Because the fact that it hasn't been suspended sooner, um, it's, it's kind of a miracle. But we got, a, we got an email from like DMCA or something like that, I don't know, saying that we used copyrighted video um, five months ago. In a tweet about the Big Ten. That's all it said. So it's really hard hmm. to pass that blame on anyone but me because of all my Big Ten slander. Um didn't set myself up for that very well. I don't even know what the music video was because
1: they didn't send it to us. It's probably share. It was a music video. Okay, so it wasn't like Big Ten property, it was like right. a share video.
0: I, I mean I don't want to assume it was a share video, but like that was the first thing that came to mind.
1: Well, Big Ten, share makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um so anyway, yeah, the the account is still suspended, which is concerning. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like I thought it was be like 24 hours, and uh, yeah, so like, but apparently it's been going on on Twitter. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning got theirs suspended. Hmm. Um, I, I I tell you what, like, we'll play by the rules, and and I'll apologize and all that kind of stuff, and uh, would definitely like to have Twitter back for SDS, yes, especially with March Madness coming up. But do we really want to live in a world where Dan Wolken's allowed to tweet or Dan Revell's allowed to tweet, but I'm not? The answer is no, kids.
1: The answer is no. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, all right. But, yeah, send us in what you think the tweet would have been that would have gotten us suspended. Uh, and whoever has the best one, we won't will, we will tweet it because we'll probably get in trouble. But we'll send you out some little, uh, some little gift in the mail. All right. We'll do a quick college football, I don't know, um, recap, I guess. It's the offseason. There's not a lot going on. Uh, except for in a few places, so LSU continues. Um, just everything went downhill after after the Natty in 2019. I feel like
1: it hasn't been the smoothest ride uh, after Burrow and Brady and all those guys left. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and um, it has nothing to do with Coach O or really like the coaches that are there now. But if you haven't heard. Uh, Former coach Les Miles got into some trouble because of investigation. They've been um, the subject of uh, of several investigations, I feel like, this offseason. And I think it's at a federal level um, because of sexual assault allegations, Um, some rape allegations of former players like Darius Geis, domestic violence, just basically um, running a a program that was not really doing the proper things in terms of reporting. We don't know all the ins and outs of it. We're not going to try to slander anyone without um, knowing those things because it's all very serious accusations, but Les Miles being put on administrative leave at Kansas, which is like a blessing because why would you want to be there anyway, um, for inappropriate behavior towards female students at LSU in 2013. I understand the nature of this is very serious and in no way do we can go on anything like that it was hard for me not to read this and immediately think of like, I just kept picturing to catch a predator. Cause he just seems so awkward. Like all he was, he was put on like a list or he wasn't allowed to communicate with, with students.
1: Yeah. So he was communicating with them in like a lot of different ways. Like, which is, he doesn't text well at all. <laughs> Facebook messaging, meeting them off campus allegedly kissing one of them. Right. Uh, Which he denied? Yes. And that's why I said allegedly. And and I think I I did text you and I said, I think we need to come up with a segment that's just called allegedly because (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that allegedly happens in college football all the time. There's a tweet circulating out there right now of uh, Kirby Smart being indicted on some crazy stuff. And it's allegedly, right? We don't know what's true and what's not, but this is what's going on. Um, I do know, obviously, very creepy stuff. Uh, I hope it's not true for all parties involved. Yeah, um, I know Kansas will sure miss out on, uh, you know, Miles. You know, he's went zero nine last season. He's won three games since he signed a five-year contract in 2018. Um, so they will surely miss that acumen. Um, but no, it, it's uh, this is this is just to to be tacked on to the stuff that was already going on there, right? Um, allegedly. Uh, cool. It's it, just a lot. There's a lot going on at LSU right now.
0: It does seem like a culture problem because like the Darius guys accusations, those seem like they, I don't say have more validity than these at all. They just seem like those are closer to, um, to being actual, like actually punished or like brought into like actual, uh, what's the best way to put it? Um, like lawful action, I guess, against, against serious guys. And he also continued to be in the news with this. Like they just like, added on like it was like a fucking dessert or something like that and it's like by the way also Darius Geis uh, another person came forward for sexual assault accusations um and it was a 70 year old woman
1: so I, like I look, when I read that I, sentence I, I was like well, yeah. I don't even know I don't want to laugh obviously it's sexual harassment's not funny but a 70 year old security guard at the Superdome uh we and i think we'll, we'll save that story for maybe the end uh yeah. but uh yeah yeah there's some interesting stuff going on there look i mean less miles the 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 grass chewing it just is even creepier now for some reason i don't know why just
0: i'm saying it's very to catch a predator i mean yeah. and he's like never been somebody that like says a complete sentence very well in my opinion like there's a lot of a lot of uh like road road uh now i'm not saying the yeah i was about correct. to say God you, dang, you, you Chris. better
1: hope that you say this sentence correctly
0: <laughs> <laughs> so no that's like i feel like there's always a lot of like you know speed bumps in any kind of. not that well like i mean he talks <laughs> slow but at least he gets to the sentences less is um i mean he's obviously an interesting character but i think this does speak more to the culture that's that's been a problem at lsu and that's not just under less miles or coach o but like it's been there for a while and there's so many different layers to this which is so bizarre because you look at the stuff that came out, you know, earlier, like the last couple of months um, about certain players, like the domestic violence case against like a former receiver who just it seemed like it was pretty well known that, that he had a violent pass and, and he had been um, like habitually uh, beating his, his girlfriend. And then they didn't do anything about it. I think that their answer to it were where this was this is the main issue, I think, with with LSU and, and what was going on they weren't reporting it to the proper authorities. They were reporting it to coaches. They were reporting it to people in house and they were handling it in house in the worst ways possible. Like you have a kid that's, you know, committing domestic violence against his girlfriend. And your response to that is text him once a week to tell him not to hang out with her or make sure in quotes that he's not hanging out with her and then lock him out of the weight room. And then he's still eligible for, for fall practice. And that's a kid too. He was in the news a couple weeks ago. Cause he, he, I guess like beat his dog so badly that they had to like amputate one of his legs, all this horrific stuff, but, but not going to the proper channels and taking to the proper authorities, which that seems to be the the biggest um, issue and incident and most consistent as well in the program.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know how much of this has been come out, has come out and, and been proved to be true. So I, I, I hesitate to get too in depth with this stuff without, you know, having specifics and knowing what's true and what's not. But obviously there's kind of a a theme and a pattern here and it's a little scary. Um, You know, who knows what happens? Um, You you know, we were talking with, uh, we'll be talking with Tom Hart later on. We, we, you know, talked to him about how, you know, no, O is not like in trouble, but also not exactly the greatest year last year for him. So, you know, you tack that you start to tack this stuff on as well. Uh, interesting times there in Baton Rouge, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's, it seems like it's been a big cloud over the program, um, and I'm—I hate to even say this in jest, but like, how big was that—that shoe throwing win in the swamp? Because I mean, before that, it seems like everything had gone off the rails for that team. Um, so yeah, definitely something to monitor. And you know, for all parties, like you said, we hope th- these allegations aren't true, um, but they also, you know, get justice for for the victims if it is. So. Yep. Moving on from sexual assault stuff and being super serious off the bat. Uh, the other news from cultural this weekend, not much. Jackson right. state one again, Deion Sanders. Um, I don't think it went viral, but Deion Sanders gave a pregame speech. Deion Sanders is like the opposite of Les miles. Cause he is so good with words and he says yeah. stuff like, I used to think a lot, a lot, I don't know, more highly of him before he started in those subway commercials, but it's a man that just absolutely drips swag and, and absolute like just alpha confidence every time you, he opens his mouth. And then he did this pregame speech where he went into song and sang this little light of mine, which I, I did not, where would that have ranked like on your list? If somebody asked you like, Hey, what song do you think Dion's going to play
1: for, uh, for the pregame know, motivation? I was thinking about that. Uh, you know, Kenny Loggins playing with the boys, um, you know, playing- maybe a little Top Gun. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the Top Gun Volleyball scene, obviously, playing with the boys. No, seriously, I, I just I think the only person that could ever pull that off is Dion. Because other, otherwise, you know, it's kind of like, uh, well, I won't go. Tebow. Tebow but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Tebow, like, if, if Tebow
0: said that, it wouldn't have surprised me. But I, right. like, it also reminds me of sometimes people are just, like, wired differently. Like, I remember, yeah. like, if, most people, when they listen to, like, pump-up music, it's like, you know, the classics like Trapped, Lincoln uh, Park, Hail Three Doors Down. Um, I think yeah. Those are all people I've seen in concert. That Hell right, brother. <laughs> so, but like, I remember I remember being in college. There was this kid. It was like a really good player, but he was from uh, where, he was from Dublin, Georgia. So it was Casey Cullen, Casey Cole. And he was like getting in the zone before a game one time. And We're playing baseball, by the way. You don't really need to get into like that much of a zone. And I could hear the music. And I was like, is that? What I think it is is like case, what do you listen to? Fort He's like, minor. huh? It was fucking Garth Brooks The Dance, like the saddest, slowest <laughs> song ever to get him like
1: get his mind right. So maybe that's what Dion's doing. I don't I don't know. Yeah, hey, it's interesting stuff down there. You know, I obviously the FCS level of football is a little different. Uh, but I do wonder, you know, I was always kind of a non-believer that. I almost felt like it was like a publicity stunt, him becoming a coach. Well, right. oh, you know, they beat Grambling this weekend, which I think they hadn't beat them in a long, they long had a
0: 16-game winning streak at home. Yeah.
1: So, um, look, maybe it works out. You know, I, I don't know that he'll jump to a huge P5 job, but maybe in a couple of years he's got a decent level, you know, G5 job, and we'll see. I mean, I trust me, as a Florida State fan, when his name came up in our search, I was like, this is a nightmare. Why, like, why are we talking about this? Deion Sanders really never been a head coach past the high school level. Right. Um, and, and to Florida
0: State, you guys can really, um, you guys should be allowed to, to judge head coaching hires like that because you guys do just a good job with it all the time.
1: Sure. Well, we've only done it three times in the last, like, 70 years. So. Also true. Yeah, that's fair. That was unfair of <laughs> mine. My... Um, no, but he's doing, a, he's doing a really good job. We got two like, of them right, by the way. Who? Jimbo and um, one. Uh, the Robert- older Bowden. Robert Kleckler Bowden. <laughs>
0: is that really his middle name? It, it is.
1: <laughs> I don't, we need to do a whole segment on
0: like 1920s middle names because that, that is incredible. <laughs> right. Kleckler. Um, anyway, yeah. So, and I tell you what, more than anything, it's at least been something entertaining in the offseason um, because, like we said before, like trying to find actual football content because there's not a lot of teams that have even started spring practice. It's pretty much just Florida, um, which... which we're going to get into next. And I, I tell you what, like, yeah, let's just get into it now. Florida is the only team that's, like, really going through spring practice. And they're doing it in a way that they're – Dan Mullen just being Dan Mullen, where he's, like, doing a little bit too much. Like, they're, they're going on Instagram Live during, like, practice, and which is a cool thing. But then you start looking at it, and I was, like, watching the other day. There's only, like, 200 people watching. I didn't see a completed pass. And it just really opens you up to <laughs> so many – just what social media usually becomes, which is just, like, a bastion of – assholes like just yelling loudly into the abyss and i he they had a scrimmage on saturday and i don't know how real this is but it's it was spread on social media i mean Um,
1: to be fair this came from the 247 florida like writers this wasn't a rumor that is real (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) okay um so we definitely
0: know how real this is uh and, and the reviews were – because earlier in the week, he, he kind of defended his, uh, his quarterback now, Emory Jones, and, and we've talked about it a little bit on here. I, I'm excited for him. I don't think he's going to be as good of a passing quarterback as Kyle Trask. He obviously does different things and has a different skill set than Kyle Trask. But I do think it it allows him to have full access to his entire playbook for Dan Mullen, having like a, a mobile quarterback, um, or maybe even a run-first quarterback. That being said, there's no way he's going to be as accurate as, as Kyle Trask,
1: right? It's tough to the reviews have been not great and you, you read it. So I'll let you say what it was. Yeah. So I, I just went through and was looking at it, you know, as an interested party and, uh, and plus it's, the, it's literally the only team that's practicing out there. So you are just itching for something. Right. So, you know, coming from two, four, seven sports, basically the first four or five series that Emory Jones was in there, they didn't get a first down. is
0: obviously very much improved from last year's shit ver- show under Grantham
1: <laughs> verbatim. He showed little touch and oftentimes threw the ball too hard and was overall inaccurate. Um he threw two interceptions in those. You had wide receivers running the wrong routes. DeMarcus Bowman still hasn't shown up to practice yet, so I don't know what's going on there. Oh, that's not good. Um the O-line apparently looks awful. The defense uh is is getting the better it's the Todd Grantham defense is getting the better of the offense. Um Look, to me, I, I, all jokes aside, I mean, at this point in spring, the defense usually is doing a lot better. And you just lost Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Tony, among a bunch of other really good guys on the offense. And it's yeah. going to take time. And Mullen, we know, will always utilize the QBs in the right way. But I did find it funny that, like, there was a total meltdown on, you know, March 6th right. about, about the games that are going to start in, like, seven months. <laughs> You know, well, I mean, yeah, we're SEC
0: fans. So that's what we do. Um, <laughs> but you know, honestly, we've talked about like ad nauseum those three guys: Pitts, Kadarius um, uh, Tony, and, and Kyle Trask. Like, really, you know, I don't. I think they're generational talent type guys. Even, and that's really saying something because of how impressive, especially offensive players, have been at the University of Florida. But another thing that I think is really going to affect them, and I don't think so in a positive way in the upcoming season, is. guys not only were great but they weren't like you know one and done guys that came in from like juco or or or, you know had like one season necessarily that was like fantastic i mean they they did kyle trask started for basically two years but those are guys that were there for four years apiece besides pitts right like they'd Mm -hmm. been in the in the program and in the system for a while and that's something emory jones has definitely been um afforded i guess like you know the, the luxury of as well but if you got a bunch of young guys and new, new faces, that is not going to bode well for them.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It should be interesting. But, um, yeah, I just found, I found it funny. You know, we're, we're in spring. We're looking for content. And, it, and uh, you know, the University of Florida po- provided us a little bit of content here to start the year.
0: Yeah. I feel like this is like when you get into a meeting and you have to talk about shit you don't want to talk about because um, we are a cultural podcast. But, like, really, I want to get into, like, mock draft season. And also the SEC basketball tournament. So I've been itching to do this for like two weeks and, and, and Tyler's had to like really just bring the reins in and be like, Chris, the draft is not in for like three months. I was like, yes, yeah, so that means we can like basically make 87 mock drafts until then. Um, there's so many different mock drafts. Sometimes it's hard to tell if people are being serious when they make them or if they're just trying to like fuck with fans, because like I saw one like a while back where a guy from CBS did one. And it was like the first five players were all quarterbacks which would be a record
1: not i mean i could see it though to be honest because there's at least four guys that i i think are are worthy of it um okay you know and and i think what you, you put in here the uh the, the todd mcshay latest yeah. mock draft so and that's not
0: because i like mcshay better than anyone else just because i'm a fiend for mock drafts and it was the latest one that came out
1: so what's been what's been funny to me is that these these reports that have been coming out about how some teams like Zach Wilson better than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, do they just expect us to I mean this it's the off season of content, right? I mean you're just searching Smoke I feel like people just made that up. <laughs> like there's no way that there are teams out there that are like, Yeah, we're thinking we're thinking Wilson out there at BYU over Lawrence this year. It's it sounds like because Wilson, I mean
0: Lawrence is going number one, so it's not like any of these other teams even have the option to take. It's, it's like like when fans on Twitter react to somebody entering the transfer portal. It's like good, dead weight. I didn't like him anyway, so we got a better guy. So the backup's better anyway, so he, he's getting beat in practice every day.
1: But, I feel like it's like it was, the rumors were started by some like poorly run NFL organization, like the Lions are like, <laughs> you know, if we throw these smoke screens out there, maybe just. People will continue to to sleep on Lawrence, and we'll get him at like nine. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <man. laughs> I would love that. Like, if if Urban Meyer just started his entire career with like the worst pick possible, because I, I don't like Urban Meyer. But like, like if he showed up, he's like, we're taking Tebow.
1: Yeah, he just retired. One from baseball. I I don't but, know if I would be that much
0: of a non-believer in in that being a successful <laughs> like until I had to see it. I know um that's true but yeah like he's he's definitely getting Lawrence uh and they're also they're talking about bringing in what's his name Alex Smith from Washington to, to be like a mentor for him which has to be kind of frustrating for Alex Smith because he just just got back and then like Washington's was like we gotta let you go dude you're the mentor guy now yeah I don't talk about your leg I don't want to talk about my fucking leg again guys um no so what was interesting about this one I think is is I don't know why they don't do this off the bat but they wait until like the third or fourth mock draft to like this one we've got trades which none of these are ever have to be accurate like like we made fun of bracketology a couple weeks ago those are actually pretty accurate these are never accurate and now you're just getting like fantasy land like okay so at nine so this is an actual pick he has at nine mac jones going to the the san francisco 49ers via trade of a trade with with the broncos i i don't like is he? Do you just get drunk and do this? Because like I feel like that'd be kind of fun. But <laughs> right, but he right. had three trades in the top couple of picks, and and the one that I think offended us the most, and this is what we're gonna get into: Trey Lance going at four from North Dakota State. Uh, Lawrence is the is number one, right? He's QB one. Who would you take as a second quarterback?
1: The guy that I made fun of earlier, Zach Wilson. <laughs> 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 um, no, I so when you look at his numbers he he completed 75% of his passes yeah 3700 yards 30 t- 33 touchdowns three picks um super super great with his accuracy on the deep ball really very mobile ball. chris i don't know if you knew this but he has deceptive speed oh god very deceptive. Sub- uh there's there's some concern because he's been at BYU for 3 years and the first two years were average so there's some concern that he was kind of a one-year wonder and, and the fact that he played at BYU. And so his competition that he was playing against wasn't very good. But I think of it on the other side. It's not like he had a bunch of studs out wide that were helping him get right. his numbers. Um, he was the guy on BYU. He made them into a, a really good team. And he wasn't playing with near-the-level athletes that Justin Fields was. Um, right. So I really like Wilson. I think he. I think I would love, you know, as a Falcons fan, I would love if he would fall to four. I don't think he will uh do you do you disagree do you like somebody else better no than you
0: and I, I hate to be this guy like the um hipster like i had a concert like i actually saw this band uh like 10 years ago before they got famous it was that like a broken down show anyways um I, I saw wilson last year like the first game of the year um we were shooting videos for texas pete and it was like they were playing like a thursday or friday night game against um utah and the kid like when you watch the tape as, as people say, like he's really impressive. And you brought up like the deep ball. He has, he has all the arm strength. I don't think he's like a a sneaky, good athlete. I think he's just a good athlete. Uh, He does look a little bit slender, but I mean, he's, he's a, I think when you look at the quarterbacks, it's like a quarterback heavy class. Like I wouldn't take Mac Jones in the top five. He's not mobile at all. And the way they play the game in the NFL now, like I don't, besides Brady, I don't know if he's going to be able to last that that long in um, I wouldn't take Lance, not just cause he went to a small school because the, the sample size is so small. He only had 17 starts. Right. I, I, I like Wilson a lot. I just, I would be more comfortable with him taking Justin Fields. It, like if, if you're talking about the second team taking a quarterback, right? Like if it was the Falcons taking it four, I would love for Justin Fields to be that guy. Um, long-term potential. I just, Justin Fields had ups and downs he didn't look great sometimes in games you watch like what happened in that Clemson game where he like just took an absolute beating and was yep. it in the year before we barely talked about this year before because of how good burrow was 40 touchdowns and one interception is fucking yeah. ridiculous.
1: I <laughs> know that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. that's
0: who I would take to be honest. And I, I don't, um, I, I don't, I mean, I would probably have Wilson after that, but the the talk about about like him over Lawrence is it's so stupid and just like fodder for the offseason um I think a better debate is if that's QB2 who's receiver one that you would take and this has been something that people have been bringing up nonstop between Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith
1: yeah and I know well uh, so well I think Waddle's in the mix too right I mean I mean everything I've seen is like
0: Smith and 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 and
1: Chase so I I would go Chase um uh, what you know when he was a sophomore, I think he was the most dominant receiver in the country, regardless of draftable or not. Mm-hmm. You know, he averaged over 20 yards per catch, 84 <laughs> receptions for almost 1,800 yards, 20 TDs on a team that had Justin Jefferson, Clyde edwards helaire amongst others, Thad Moss. So, I mean, his best thing is his ability to separate. And I just think that's today's game in the wide open. You know, you're getting receivers wide open. I think he's the perfect player, and to me – looking at him versus especially Waddle, he's got a year of of rest. His body is rested. You know, he's not coming off an injury. He's coming. He hasn't been taking an extra year of hits. And so you could say that might be a negative. I I think it's a positive. Um, And so I would go chase number one for sure. And I think he's easily going to be a top six, seven pick.
0: Yeah. uh, So I don't think this will surprise anybody necessarily that I I would not have him as at one between – those three. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize until you just said it that he averaged over 20 yards a catch. That's ridiculous. 21 point two yards per catch is yep. stupid. I mean, that whole offense though was really good. And so and this is like something it's kind of odd because he didn't fall victim to this for whatever reason. When you look at that that 2019 LSU offense, I would still take that offense over the 2020 BAM offense any day. That they were it was like the most helpless feeling watching your, your team's defense play them because you just were constantly behind yeah. and, and they were so fucking good
1: no um, and
0: efficient. And like, you look at the tape from that
1: game, he dominated uh Trayvon Diggs, absolutely dom- And he's starting in the league right now. So, and uh AJ Terrell, who was a first round pick and starting for the Falcons, like absolutely yeah. dominated him. He had like eight catches in that game, right? That was, <laughs> yeah. um yeah.
0: So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doubting his, his like ability at all, but, when I said he didn't fall victim to this, it's when that happens at Bama, Devonte Smith, um, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, to uh, like all those offensive players. It's always because well, it's because they have so many so much talent around them, right? It's you know because the receivers, because the quarterback, because the offensive line, or whatever. You talk about his season. The numbers are still ridiculous, right? Almost eighteen hundred yards, twenty touchdowns. But Justin Jefferson right behind him with over 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns. And Terrace so Marshall, a beautiful. guy with 13 touchdowns. And that's a guy that, that Marcus Spears said this week he thinks will be the steal of the draft. And he's a little bit biased uh, with LSU yeah. stuff, which yeah. is yeah. fine. Because I, I still like that pick. But I wonder, when you had to defend that offense with, you know, Clyde edwards and those three receivers, it doesn't surprise me. He wasn't seeing a lot of, of you know, double teams or anything like that. And you look at him going up against like actual um, dominant corners. I, I know what he did against Diggs, but like that Florida game, it, he was shut down a lot that night. Uh, for I think it was C.J. Henderson and maybe even Kyler Leem. So that is a little bit concerning. If I'm picking between the three, I hate to say this because he just won Heisman and had the best season ever. I would probably have Devonte third. Yeah, because of his build. Yeah, it's 160 pounds. I weighed that in like eighth grade. It's about portion control, Devonta. Um, no, but I, I would take Waddle. Over, you don't control it. <laughs> no, you, absolutely not. Um, I would take Waddle over, over all of them. And I don't know if that's like a hot take or like an unpopular opinion, but I thought he might have just been like a speedster that's, you know, good just in space or, or because of like the other talent around him. We got to see like he can glimpse us this year, even though it's a short season. Like, look at the Mizzou game, look at the Georgia game. He goes up and, and, and gets the ball. Like, like, he can high point a ball. And, and, like, we know that he runs a 4-2-4. He's in, the fastest player in the draft, including, uh, what do you call it? Eric Stokes, who ran a 4 this weekend at the Combine. I think Waddle, he just had, like, you can't teach speed. And I don't want to sound like Al Davis or anything like that, or look like him, uh, especially. But I, I think Waddle has a more, like, natural and physical talent than both of them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason why he's always wide open. Cause he's not only fast as hell, but he's a good route runner. Uh, yeah. um, but chase, chase is too chase isn't as fast as either one of those guys. I don't think uh, w- when the actual numbers come out, I guess we'll see from the combine, but, um, but I just, I think he's the best overall receiver in the draft. So it should be interesting to see, um, that you're wrong, but tell me, tell me somebody that you think is listed too high on this mock draft. Uh, well, Trey Lance at four
0: is fucking concerning. Like we just talked about, um,
1: but, but I I feel like the consensus for a lot of people is that he's really good, like worthy of a top five pick. So I just don't know Mm. anything about him, but do you think that part um, of that's
0: because Carson Wentz came to the same school and he was a first round pick and.
1: I think it's more that he had like 28 or I can't remember how many touchdowns and zero picks in his, in his last year that he played in a full year. Just And he's like a super, super good. I mean, well, I mean, how many, how many games has fields played like 20? With a short I mean, year? Well,
0: yeah, I guess. Yeah, but he played two yeah. full seasons. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, that's a really good point, Tyler. Um, all right, so if I'm going through, and this is just this mock draft, somebody that I think is is too high. The safety from TCU, Trevon Morrig, I don't know if he is going to be um, – like, he won the Thorpe Award. I I, I don't know if he is uh, – as complete of a player as people think like he made it like some highlight real catches and stuff like that. But um, and, and the other one is, I, I don't get all the love about Travis Etienne. I just don't. Hmm. He was, he was like, again, the same stuff that we say and, and we use against players at like Bama, like, well, you know, Najee Harris only good because he has five stars on the offensive line everywhere. And they, you know, they can keep everyone off off balance with like the, the passing game. It's the same fucking thing at Clemson. It's against weaker competition. Sure. he's really fast i just don't like he's not like a small back i don't think he he doesn't remind me of any successful running back i've, I've watched in the nfl in a long time and i'm probably wrong about that because i'm not a, a scout but i'm just saying i don't get why it, like if, if we're not going to take running backs in the first round because of the value and, and how like the shortened career and lifespan why are we taking two and why is he in there
1: yeah, I actually – I like the back from Carolina uh, mm-hmm. maybe better than him. Um, I You're not going to like me on this one, but Mac Jones at nine. That's to me, is, is high. Um, you actually have the exact reason why. I don't think he's like the best fit for the, where the modern offense is going. I mean, I guess in this mock draft, they have it going to the 49ers trading up for him, which – you don't really need a mobile quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Obviously, we saw Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's the MVP, true. So, um, but I still, I, I've, I haven't seen many mock drafts of Mac Jones going that high. So I just felt like that was a little high for him, trading up for him. Um, you know, look, he, he was super accurate at Bama, no doubt. I just feel like I would want my QB to be mobile, and that's, that's fair. That's just how I feel, Chris. I mean, what about? you What about people were too low? I've got two. I'll go first this time. Um, pretty much every mock draft I've seen before this one had Micah Parsons in the top like five picks, maybe 10, uh, dropping 15 to of course the Patriots. Um, and then Gregory Rousseau, the D end out of Miami going all the way down to 21 at the Colts. I think he's one of the best pure pass rushers in the draft. Um, and pass rushing is obviously a premium put on that position in every level of football. So I think he'll go much higher than 21. Uh, what about you?
0: So I think I love Rousseau and and Chuck Smith um, buddy of mine. I always bring up to the TV show thing together. That's what he does like for, for real, for real. And and trains just past rushers. Right. Um, He raved about this kid. Got to work with him last year. I I love Rousseau. The one for me, this is the first time I've seen him in any first round mock draft. And it makes, and honestly, I kind of forgot, um, which is just you know the perfect metaphor for for how people treated his career. But Nick Bolton from from Mizzou, that kid is an absolute stud, and he's he's at the very end of the first round, thirty one here, um, right in front of another SEC linebacker, uh, John Davis from Kentucky. But Nick Bolton, like his numbers he put up, it's almost like watching like like LeBron like in a basketball game, like just filling up a stat sheet. Like did absolutely everything for Mizzou. That's a good defense too, and I think you know. Like led, I think he led the league in tackles. Um, had two interceptions, I think one for a touchdown. Like just always around the ball. Like has the size, has the ability, has the speed. I, I think he is going to be a guy that like he's not as good as uh like I think of his name or uh, Devin White or anything like that. He's, he's not going to run as well as him either. But he's a guy I think that could like you plug into the middle of your defense, be an alpha, and just be like a mainstay for the next eight to ten years. He's that good.
1: We'll see. We'll see. See what happens. Um, yeah, you know, obviously there's going to be probably 17 more versions of this mock draft uh, by the time their actual draft happens, but this is our first reactions. Um, yeah. Let us know in, in the Facebook group or on Twitter who you guys think is too low or too high uh, in this version of Mache's right. mock draft.
0: Uh, real quick, too, I, I want to bring this up. Like, we, we definitely shit on Joe Linardi for Bracketology, um, and I, I admittedly did not look up his accuracy rate. <laughs> because I just kept saying he doesn't have to be accurate. Um, yeah. Making mock drafts, that is definitely probably, like, I'm not sure if it pays the same. Like, I'm not sure what McShade and, and Kuyper getting. But Kuyper came out, they asked him where Trevor Lawrence would rank in his all-time quarterback rankings, right? And, and these are, he was honest about this at least, but he gave his top 10, I didn't put this in the notes, but we're going to talk about it, um, his top 10 quarterback prospects that he graded coming out of college. And this is what he had. John Elway at one, Andrew Luck at two, Peyton Manning at three, Trevor Lawrence, four. Jim Kelly, five. This is where it gets fun. Andre Ware, six. And he included what he said about him. Um, He said he wouldn't be surprised at all to see him lead his club to the Super Bowl early in his pro career. Okay. Uh, He started six games and threw five total touchdowns and eight interceptions his entire career. Drew Bledsoe at seven. Um.
1: This this is McShay.
0: No, no, this is Mel Kiper.
1: Okay, I'm okay. I was about to say I don't think McShay would have graded John Elway.
0: No, he wasn't even getting tanned <laughs> yet. Uh, Ryan Leaf at eight. Ryan Ooh. Leaf <laughs> at eight. Um, That's what they call
1: a miss.
0: <laughs> so, oh, I didn't realize he ended his career with fourteen touchdowns and thirty-six interceptions. Troy Aikman at nine, and then Josh Allen at ten. I, I so. What I mean, yeah. Again, what an incredible job! Because you don't have to necessarily be right about this stuff. You can make up whatever you want and throw into the first round. And say, oh, by the way, they're going to pick them there. Like that's not their pick; it's trade. Yep. Nope, okay. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but it should be fun uh, to follow along with that. We are getting into what is possibly my favorite time of year for sports, excluding college football season. It's March Madness. Opening days around on the corner. Um, the Masters is coming up. It's Girl Scout cookie season. And well, I don't actually, I don't know when the NBA and NHL playoffs are, but all that together in like the next two months, is gonna be awesome. The SEC basketball tournament is gonna be this week in Nashville. Uh, fans are allowed to go, it should be a lot of fun. Bama just won the SEC uh regular season title, no big deal. Yep. Um, 16 and two in the regular season. Arkansas, uh, a lot of people think that they actually might be the, the better pick, uh, especially this week and maybe to make a deeper run in the, in the tourney, won their 11th straight game um listen like do you i know you're not huge into college basketball um i irrationally got mad at you this weekend because i bet on florida state in the first half and they were down by 22 to fucking notre dame um it was which is your fault for all of
1: us yeah
0: but um what are you excited for for not just conference tournaments but march Madness in general what's your like some of your favorite um moments or, or things for for this time of year
1: Well, I mean, just the, the, I don't, I think it's a little different this year, but that first weekend, um, Thursday, Friday games, I don't, it's like, I don't even care what I'm watching. I'm just watching and every game seems to be good pretty much, unless it's like a one versus 16. Um, and you have two full days of like exhilarating games. It's going to be so weird with, with limited fans. Um, every single game is in Indianapolis, I think. Um, so that's going to be weird this year, just like every sport's been weird this year. But uh, no, I just, you know, filling out brackets, which by the way, yeah, we need to be doing that with our group. We will. Um, but uh, and just, you know, having those, you know, there, I remember back in the day on the CBS website, they'd have the boss button that you could click on your computer and it would like flip it over to a fake Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> that was always fun. Um, no, it, it there's a reason why this is the best time of year for sports. It's right. not only is the weather changing to be a lot less depressing than it is in January and February, but uh, you've also got a bunch of really really good games uh, in college opening day baseball. I'm I'm fired up, man. Florida State losing this week and really put a downer on it for me, but yeah. I'm 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 recovering slowly. It'll,
0: it's really interesting the fact they're all going to be in the bubble at the same same place. Like that's I mean. I don't know. It, it's gotta be the first time they'll, they'll still find a way to fucking play in Dayton, Ohio. They play in Dayton every year. I feel like, um, but yeah, I mean like, so I think, I don't think that's going to be too big of a factor, but it's just, it's so weird. Cause it, like you've heard it all year. If you've been paying attention to college basketball, like every blue blood sucks, <laughs> like North Carolina is like coming on towards uh, the end of the season. They just routed Duke. Um, Kentucky has a losing record. Like, and it's not even close. Duke finished 11 and 11, um yeah. Kansas lost five games in January I, you know I don't like I don't know if that opens the door for it being like a super crazy year because like all of like, like it's not the same as college football because I don't think that's the equivalent of like what if Ohio State Clemson and Bama all sucked or something like that like in a year because because if you look at the top three or four teams it's all the same they've been there the entire year Baylor Gonzaga Michigan got, yeah. um, now Illinois is coming on strong. Um, I tell you what, one thing I'm going to lose my fucking mind over is that just like football, Ohio State's getting the benefit of the doubt in a, yet another sport, and they've lost four games in a row and are still, like, projected as a two-seed. Must be nice. Yeah, okay. Well, that's not the appropriate response, but it's fine. Um, I, I'm excited for, that. like you said, that, that first weekend. Um, we need to figure out, like, come up with, like, excuses for the audience, like, to give their boss to, to skip.
1: Maybe Tom Hart can
0: help us with that. No, he refused to, we already did the interview, you know that. <laughs> um, I remember, I tell you what, quick story, then we'll, we'll move on uh, with some predictions and stuff. 2013, when I was in the sales job, it's actually when we first met and I was a shit show of a person, I was not good at sales and I didn't wanna have this job anymore. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna do the right thing and just like resign, which is a, a cooler word for quit. Mm-hmm. and i was talking to somebody like you know man, like just write it out like write it out to the end of the month like you can do this i was like i've been here for a year it's not just like a month thing and i it was like on a thursday morning i was like wait a second I'm pretty sure the tournament starts this weekend and i don't fuck it and i just i quit that day um you resigned yeah I absolutely i think actually what i did was say say that i was going out on a sales call for the rest of the day and then got my paycheck that the following day on Friday and then quit. It's pretty brilliant. move. Smart, Um, all right. Do you want to make a prediction for the SEC tournament?
1: Well, I just solely to anger you. I'm going to take Arkansas. They haven't lost since January. Um, they've beat some really good teams down the stretch, uh, including Alabama. Um, also fun fact. I don't know if you knew this. Um, have you seen Alabama's record in games that start at 11 a.m. Central, which they will have to play first? Why the first? fuck
0: are they playing at 11 a.m.? Like, I
1: thought they started all those games. at. Like, I thought they started at 1,
0: like 1, 3, a break, and then 7, 9. Why are they starting at 11 a.m.?
1: I don't know. But, you know, Arkansas, um, you know, obviously if they end up playing each other, it won't be an 11 a.m. game. But yeah, yeah. Um, they've won 11 straight conference games. They haven't lost since January. They beat Alabama and LSU back to back. They're on a roll right now. I think they're going to keep it going. I'll take Arkansas to win the tournament. How about you?
0: All right. Well, I mean, that's actually who I was going to pick as well. Sweet. Um, yeah. They've won 11 in a row and they've looked really, really good besides on Saturday against a and not i A&M. I I'm not saying it to like hedge or like, just because I, I don't want to jinx Bama, but I, I think that Arkansas is playing better than Bama is right now. Um, all right. So, That being said, we are going to get into somebody that's going to be in Nashville this weekend covering the games. uh, One of the mainstays that will be on your television machine uh, broadcasting this weekend for the tournament or all week. Uh, Here's an interview we had with Tom Hart. All right, Tomothy, we are really excited uh, to be joined by our good friend Tom Hart. Um, It is the eighth time you have been on an SDS affiliate pod. uh, But the first time you've been on Cultural Uncensored. So welcome in. I'm so excited
2: about this. I just, I can't contain my excitement. This is, uh, this is big. What an honor to be on your first uh, pod and to be your first guest in this new format. What, what a true honor it is that you would trust me with this, uh, with this great responsibility. I, I am the first guest, right? This is the first one.
0: Oh, you're the first guest we've had. And you're also the first one that's actually been driving while doing the interview, which is Safe and fun on a Sunday afternoon.
2: I am parked. I'm in my driveway and I am parked.
0: I mean, if you're not gonna take this seriously, neither are we, but it's fine. Um, all right, let's get into it. So uh, we are excited to have you here, obviously. Um, and I wanna say the reason we brought you on is because you know we have uh, the SEC basketball tournament coming in like this weekend. However, the real reason I want you to come on is because I wanted to confront you um, Joey Greco out from cheaters that your daughter dropped out of girl scouts. And now I don't have a cookie plug.
2: Yeah, that's uh it's a fact she's, she's done selling that crack. Cause that's all mm-hmm. it is. Now we, we're still getting high off of her supply. Like we still have boxes in the cupboard and I just crushed some thin mints last night, but you know, we, we're just, we got tired of being a distribution center. All right. And, yeah. and I'm, I don't want to be responsible for feeding addictions. That's not what I'm about. You know, if if I can make it more difficult on you um, to have a, I'm not Nancy Reagan here, right? I'm not saying you can't do it or don't do it. I'm just saying maybe we make it more difficult, you know, make another
0: step, maybe everybody be just a hair healthier. I just wanted some fucking Samoas, Tom. That's all I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about right now, bringing up Nancy Reagan. Um, but I'm also really impressed that you still had cookies left over because we talked about this the other day, uh, me and my fiance, not me and you, that I feel like you had to set a national record. We're going to move off from the Girl Scout cookies, but I feel like your daughter must have set a lot of records last year because you had that network going on Twitter and all that. Kind of, stuff. So it's kind of unfair.
2: Yeah, it's an incredible advantage for me to be her dad in many ways. I mean, I'm best dad ever. Um, I'm a wonderful person and human being and I know how to move cookies. I have, I have the distribution center in place.
0: Love it. All right, let's get started. Uh, This is obviously a big week, sort of maybe the best time of year uh, in sports for a lot of people that's not involving football. What are you more excited about this week? March madness or finally getting out of your basement and being a person again?
2: Well, everything comes with a caveat during COVID-19. So I will drive to Nashville on Tuesday. I will drive there early enough where I can take a COVID test. And then I don't think I'm really allowed to leave my hotel room. So we have some very strict COVID protocol. I can't eat dinner with any of my coworkers. We're not really supposed to, I don't think eat dinner in, in public. Like I can go, grab a steak and take it back to my room but who wants to eat a steak in their hotel room by themselves and that's just kind of creepy and sad um so i won't get the full nashville experience true story i can't tell the story um (laughs) let's just put it this way like last year at the, the the night before the tournament i ended up at tootsie's I, but Tootsie's is kind of um, a tradition for our for our crew that's been doing the tournament and I mean like we've taken everybody through the Tootsies you know routine. I mean folks who have since moved on, Kaylee Hartung, Sean Farnham, Laura Rutledge, like we had we've had a Andy Kennedy a really good run, right? can't do that this year. Um, no. but last year the night before the tournament, there we were. And we saw some other folks that were involved with the tournament. I don't want to. I don't want to name them or their position because it might put them in a bad spot. Just but say it was it's just someone like, you don't like. <laughs> That'd be good. Okay, think of somebody you don't like. Everybody out there listening, think of think of like your mortal enemy and picture that person being there when they're not supposed to be there. And it was like a cool celebration, right? It's like, hey, man, we all went through the season and now we're here getting ready for hoops. And how awesome is it? And then. We played that first – those first two games, oh, yeah. and we're leaving, and I was like, I was like, dude, this tournament's – I told John Sumble. I was like, the tournament's over. You know that, right? He's like, yeah, you're probably right. I go, can we go to Mellow Mushroom and, like, grab a slice? <laughs> and Like, we, we don't need to go down, like, all the way down Broadway, but can we just, like, go have a wrap-up beer and a yeah. slice of pizza? And
1: That's so fun, we
2: – we nervously did that, and then the thing was banged the next day at noon, and, and you move on. So, uh, I'm excited about both. The the short answer is it's just it's still not going to be the same for me to get to All Nashville.
1: Right. Tom, have you done any games in person since COVID started? I
2: don't, uh, I've done a handful. I've done. I could probably maybe less than a handful. I don't know. I can probably count them on one hand. But I've been to. I've been to Baton Rouge. I've been to Lexington, uh, College Station for one. So only, only a few, um, and totally different setup. I think that's been covered ad nauseum. But like LSU, LSU has some of the best banners in um, in college basketball. I mean, next uh, obviously everybody's got banners, but LSU's are awesome. Um, now I can tell you they look really cool when you look down at them. Like I used to always look up at them. Ah, oh, look, there's Bob Pettit. Yeah, there's a. This game, I was looking down at the banners. That's how high up it was.
0: I I feel like the worst part about it, I feel like for you, and I mean I mean I'm speaking for you and speculating here, but when you're doing like the pregame, because you're so good at your job, you're like such a professional, and you have all of your your stuff out, like your little boards and and name charts and all that kind of stuff, but having to watch warmups, like you're actually at the arena, but you're just in your basement. It, it just, yeah. it's so it, the dedication is incredible because I mean, I would absolutely mail that in every time and be like Chick fil A, like, oh yeah, I'm back in time for the game. We're good.
2: I mean, warm ups are, are some like it sounds really cheesy, like batting practice for any baseball game you cover. Uh, usually it's like shoot around or I've never been a big go down to the field guy in football because um, I'm, I'm, so anal retentive about getting all my stuff just perfect and making sure like I might need to cram or prep one more thing but I've started to do that more um I also feel like like the the broadcasters that always go down in the field they yeah. kind of are a little bit show pony-ish like hey let's go down there so everybody can see us like that's that's, that, that's exactly where myself. I go <laughs> I know I figured um but hoops is great like right before the game uh, okay true story probably 06-ish, I was at an Indiana game. I was covering Indiana. Uh, Tom Crean was the head coach. I I made it a point to go watch practices the day before as often as I could. Um, It was a Saturday noon-ish game, so here I have a practice uh, Friday night in Assembly Hall, and it's me and the SID sitting there, and we're like halfway up the stands at Assembly Hall. And the ball was on the baseline, and Crean had just lost it with his team. And it was a really good team. They made a deep run in the tournament. Uh, I think Oladipo was on that team, a guy by the name of Will Sheehy, oh, one, nice. of the, uh, one of the big guys. Who are the – anyway, like they had – uh, one of the Zellers, Cody Zeller was on that team. Uh, anyway, so the ball is on the baseline. Crean is fed up with his team. He starts losing it on him. And, like, it, it got to the point, and we've all been at these practices or a part of them, where, like, you just look down. You know, like, I I make sure that my laptop is closed and I'm not holding a pen because I don't want a coach to think that I'm taking notes, you know. And then right. he said this. And then he said. So it's like you, you put everything out. down. <laughs> you put everything down, and you just kind of look around the building, like, oh, look at that. You, you know, I, I hope he doesn't see me. And then he stops, and he looks up. At me and the SID, and he goes, "That's it, Hart. Get the f out of here." And I'm like, "Are you serious? Like, really? Like, I? The, Bloomington is a really fun town on a Friday night. Like, I chose to be at this practice at eight o'clock, and a, and you're throwing me out. So before the SID could apologize, I already had my stuff in my bag. I was like, "Bro, no sweat. Like, I, like this is good by me." And so I leave, and obviously it's nothing I had done, but I was kind of curious, like, why did he throw me out? Like, I'd already seen all the bad stuff. The next day before the game, I'm sitting there courtside, and Cody Zeller and Will Sheehy are stretching, and Zeller looks up at me and goes, hey, man, you want to know why you got thrown out yesterday? I was like, well, I don't want you to think that I really care, because I don't (laughs) don't really care. It doesn't bother me. But I'm a little bit curious. He goes, yeah, we all talked about it after practice. He's like, right when you got thrown out, he goes, I did a quick survey. I looked at the entire team, all the assistants, the trainer, and we realized you were the only one in the building that had yet to be thrown out of practice this year. So <laughs> it was just the numbers thing. So now I'm on That's the court awesome. having this conversation with those dudes. I'm like, like this, is, this is why I enjoy my job. That was for yeah. that and getting thrown out of practice.
0: Like, I mean, side note, that's an incredible story. I got thrown out of practice multiple times. Um, but if you – if cream gets bounced night – well, I guess night two, not night one, as soon as they lose – I mean, that's a, that's a tough day. It's the last day of the season, but you should definitely stand up and be like, Cream, get the fuck out. <laughs> and, I mean, like – I don't know if you'd get in trouble for that. It sounds like you would because you work for a real company like ESPN, but, I mean, I'm just saying, it out there. Um, from a fan standpoint – talking about this week. Like, this is, like, one of my favorite weeks of the year. I miss it yeah. like, when it used to be, like, like the Big East tournament, like the old Big East tournament, um, like when Syracuse was good, and they always had, like, some white point guard with, like, the chin strap beard. Um, Eric Diebendorf. So I mean, <laughs> probably, yeah. Absolutely, that guy's definitely yeah. from Ohio. Um, but the SEC tournament, it's been a very odd year in college basketball in general, but also in the SEC. So, from a fan standpoint, are you taking – like, who? what are you most excited for? And then, from a gambling standpoint – should I be betting on Bama or Arkansas or, or taking the field? First
2: of all, I appreciate you calling me out for changing the subject and talking about other things besides the SEC basketball tournament. Yeah. When you decide that that talking about March Madness would be the proper time to break out your Spike Owens BP Jersey, it makes zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> I want to be that,
0: as like least relatable as possible.
2: That being said, um, no, I, lo- I- I'm with you, man. Like, um, I don't know if, if anybody's been to Vegas during champ week, but that is the <sighs> best week to go because the, the games go all night and there's a thousand games going on and, and there's 15,000 different screens. I always, I've always been an underdog kind of guy. Like that's, if you were to say Tom, you'd, you know, favorite, like I'm the underdog. Like I feel yeah. like I got a chip on my sh- shoulder cause I worked really hard to get to where I am now. And you know, whatever, I've always pulled for the underdog. There is no more like rewarding feeling as a fan than watching a team clinch the Mac or the Mac or the yeah. A-son or the B-son or the c whatever. Like those dudes know that that is their best moment they're ever going to have on the court. But it, Forget about like if they think they have a chance. Pretend they have a chance against a 15 seed. No, they're gonna get their ass kicked once they get to Dayton or wherever they end up. Right, that's totally fine. Like they have, they have reached glory at that moment, and you see it in their faces and their reaction, and it's awesome, man. Like that. That's why Champ Week is my favorite, and I think it goes across the board. Like you don't have that same sort of exultation when a favorite wins a major conference tournament. But when an underdog reaches a championship mm-hmm. game or hits a buzzer beater in the semifinals to get to the championship game, just to keep like, hey, dudes, we weren't going to play in the NCAA tournament four days ago. Now we have a chance to play for it. Or, or we just knocked off, you know, the number one seed to do it. So that that excitement, uh, I think it's unique to college basketball. You know, in the NBA, you got you got seven games in the championship series to win or lose mm-hmm. and a ton of them to get there. This is uh, it's one or done. And you could be heartbroken just on one bad bounce, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This is, this is I love March Madness. I love the tournament. I will watch every game of the NCAA yeah. tournament if my wife allows me to. Um, and she has in the past, so knock on wood. But to me, champ week is, is more exhilarating.
1: Outside of the top two teams in the SEC tournament, who do you think could be, you know, an upset position or, you know, take advantage of one of the top teams and make it to the finals?
2: I think anybody can win it. And I've said this all year. Um, I mean, I, yeah. Would, would we be surprised if AM won it? Of course. Like they're, they're not oh, really God. in great position right now. Vanderbilt doesn't have Dylan Disu, and you know, there's, there's teams where the, the Hill is going to be steep. But what I, what I'm really curious about is what the motivation is going to be for these teams and, and this is not – fans are going to hear this be like, the motivation is you win the game. What a dumbass. You, you play to win it. Like, stop. No. Like – They get just, a
0: free education, Tom.
2: Just – yeah. Just snap – without going m M&M, and snap back to reality. All right? Like, what are we doing here? The, these guys have been grinding since November. Yeah. if If Alabama, to use them as an example – and I could say this about whomever was the one seed this year – if they get to Nashville and they decide like, bro, this shit is tough. Let's just, let's just get to Indianapolis, right? That's our goal. Let's just get there and let's win that thing. I got no problem with that. Like that's understandable. And, and even if they don't, obviously they would never say it out loud in a press conference, but even if they don't say it out loud to their teammates, if they think that that's, that's okay too, man, because they've been through the absolute grinder this year. So, I could see a scenario where more of the top seeds underperform slash bow out earlier than they normally would, and or uh, an underdog goes on a deep run because they're because it's a uh, question of motivation. Um, Tennessee played a great game today, finally. They, they hadn't for a while. They yeah. actually didn't play a great game. They looked like dogs. They looked like they were still asleep in the first half. They had a great second yeah. half. Um, I bet on them. Sorry about it. Or good, good or bad?
0: No, I bet on them to win the first half. It did not go well. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Go ahead. Um,
2: like any, I'm serious, like anybody could win it because I expect there to be more upsets than we've ever seen before. And right. so, if you're, you know, Kentucky just blew the doors off of South Carolina, they can replicate that. Yeah, they'd have to do it three days in a row, but yeah, Kentucky can reach Sunday. There's or four days in a row, actually. There's no reason they can't. Um, so yeah, I think, I think. Anybody could win this deal.
0: I feel like usually you're right. Like the underdog, it's always it's always way more fun when like a non one seed wins, especially in like a conference tournament makes a run like that. Like if Vandy or AM AM is boring as shit to watch, but if they made a run, it'd be it'd be great. Um, I yeah. mean like but if, if I said this the other night and I and I fully mean it, and I apologize to the fans of these teams, but if Tennessee or Florida wins, I I will be so pissed because they have been miserable to watch and try to like figure out throughout the entire season. But I think you're right. It should be, it should be a lot of fun. I, I still like Arkansas just cause they've been so hot. Um, all right. We're going to wrap up here with one more piece that we're going to get you on a two minute drill. We have a new segment on the pod. Uh, it's called a lot of, it's, Hold on, know- hold on. It, it's called who invited the handsome man because your yeah. podcast has gotten remarkably more handsome with your new partner. I appreciate that. I mean, that's that, you know, I don't want to speak for Tyler, but yeah, Tyler's hot as shit, right? Thanks, Tom. I, I mean, appreciate it.
2: It's it's nothing that Marler's doing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's. <laughs> I wore this jersey. Yeah. Good job, Calvin Schiraldi. Is that a real player?s You're wearing a circa '86. It's a Ted Red Williams jersey. jersey. And you don't know who Calvin Schiraldi is?
0: I, wish, I knew what we should have fucking got Jordan Rodgers. Who
2: wears a Ted Williams
0: jersey? I'm still pissed that Cole Kublick and Jordan were both busy. We could have got Dan Dashek or whatever his name is. Dan Dakich. Anyone, Tom. We got you, and we love you for it. Um, oh, no, okay. Timing on him. This is a new – yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> this is a new segment on the pod called A Lot of People Don't Know This About You, But – Okay, Um, your partner Cole Kublik went semi-viral for eating a bloomin' onion like a fucking trash panda on national television on January 1st. Um, A lot of people don't know this about you, but you're actually banned um, from all Outback Steakhouses uh, nationally. Uh, Can you tell us why and how that happened?
2: (laughs) It's not, it's not true. damn it, Tom. (laughs) The whole point of the segment. Okay, yes, I can tell you. And this is a true story. Okay. Uh, New Year's Day, roughly 2005, buddy of mine, Cameron Conway, and I were um, driving back to Missouri. He's from St. Louis. So I was going home. And we stopped at an outback steakhouse in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Beautiful. And it was packed. I mean, it was a Saturday night and it was like lying out the door, packed all these good, hearty Midwestern stock people, just just great people. And Cam looks at me. He was in uh, Duke grad school at the time. He's getting his MBA. He's a bright guy. He, he's super smart. And, but he he likes he likes to, I guess, get get silly and it's not like we were frat boy drunk or anything it was just have you ever been in a walmart at like midnight in a town that's not yours and you're like you know oh, what yeah. we could ride tricycles up and down the aisle and what are they gonna do ask us to leave i don't know Basically anybody here well, yeah i won't be embarrassed like it's it's not like i'm gonna run into my second grade teacher uh, on the in the fourth aisle you don't know nobody so he said um you think, you know what I think I need to do? I go, what's that? And he goes, I think I need to take my shirt off.
0: In the outback.
2: I go, well, why do you think you need to do that, Cameron Nelson Conway? It's his full name. And he said, I just I just think I need to do it. He goes, I think I need to take my shirt off and see how long it takes before somebody says something to me.
0: Oh, my God. Mm.
1: there.
2: And I was like, all right. All right. Well, I'm gonna, you know, let's let's not get arrested. All right, let's pay the bill. Right. Let's let's get that done so we can't. They don't can't get us on on a real crime. And I have, you know, half of my uh, half my Miller Lite left. I will I will gladly drink a beer with you shirtless in the outback. So he goes in the restroom and he comes out wearing no shirt. Now I want to point out, like he is not built like Jordan Rogers or Tim Tebow. I mean, this is this is not a guy who – he can't teach you the proper push-up form or sit-up. Mm. I, I don't think he's ever won a marathon. Like, there's a lot of man out there. And he comes back, and he sits down at the bar next to me, and we drink our beers, and nobody says shit. And he goes, well, th- this is boring. I said, maybe you should go on a walk. He's like, that's a good idea. A little strange. And he just – he just walks around the entire Outback like he was a manager checking on people. <laughs> and nobody said a word. Like, people barely even looked at him. And this is a pasty, white, tubby Duke I mean, grad student. And finally, I was like, I turned to the bartender. I was like, hey, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. And we, I, I grabbed my keys. I was like, all right, bro, look, we got to roll. And we walked out. That's it.
1: That's, Tom, that, the name of the,
0: the restaurant slogan is No Rules Just Right. I mean, you walked right into that one. Yeah, that's true. They don't fuck around with Fair that. Point. That's a credo. Fair point. That is, that I is one pretty saw, I once
2: though. saw a man decapitate a boomerang in an Outback kitchen.
1: But I, we're almost Me out too. of time, so I can't, yeah, can't get we'll into we'll that one. let's save that. Um, right, I, <laughs> I do have one more before Chris does the two-minute drill. I saw on your Twitter you got, you got two kids, an older daughter, and a younger son, correct? Uh, three um three kids name it Tyler girl, well the boy, boy girl. girl okay
2: yeah that's, fine. that's fair totally fair
1: <laughs> all right so I've got a two and a half year old daughter I got a boy on the way a two-parter here what's the difference between raising a daughter and a son <laughs> and you know I feel like the first time we told people we were pregnant you know everyone was super happy for us and now when we're telling people that we're pregnant you know kid, people that have multiple kids It's a bit of a different reaction it's almost as if uh, it's a little pity you know it's almost like yeah yeah, you're in real trouble so second parter is uh can you just fully prepare me for what i have up against me in a few months
2: yeah here's the thing and and this is the first time we've met so i'm going to make some assumptions about about you and your wife and your social circle like when you have your first child there's a very good chance that um that at least 50% of your social circle is without child, right? So when you have that first one, everyone's like, oh my God, this is wonderful!" Like, oh great. I can't wait to, you know, can I change a diaper or whatever? By the time you get to two, you've already been through preschool or maybe kindergarten or whatever it is. Like your social circle is in the midst of changing either new people or other people have joined parenthood too. And now nobody has the time or energy to give a shit. Like they did like, Hey bro, that's nice. Don't have a freaking shower. I don't have time for that shit. I got 16 errands to run this weekend. And if I'm lucky, I can bet on the first half of the Tennessee game, but I sure shit can't watch the whole game. (laughs) Nobody has time for that anymore. They're parents, right? Right. Like, let me know. I'll send something via Amazon. You'll get a nice bath out. That's it. Um, The other thing in this, I don't, uh, maybe we did it wrong. And you're going to ask yourself if you haven't already, like, are we serious? Like they trust us with another human being. Like we have one, they're going to let us have two. Um, There's no doubt that you do things wrong, but like cavemen were able to raise babies and they somehow managed it. That being said, I don't think there's any difference in raising a boy or a girl, like none, none whatsoever. It's, it all is based on the personality of that child, and you're, you know, like you know now, the more and more you see of it, the more beautiful they become. As you know, little mini, um, I call them budget suckers because whatever you want to wanted to budget, they're just gonna they're just gonna suck everything over into their column. And like, I want a new driver. Tough shit. I'm not getting a new driver anytime soon.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. By the way, sounds Chris, I'm, I'm playing Sweetens Cove in a couple of weeks. Heard you played there. Oh, that is great. All right. Uh,
2: pack a cooler and however many beers you have in it, like add six more okay. or park right. really close to the, to the uh, putting course. So you can just run back after every nine and reload Sweet, Whoa. Awesome course. So much fun. Um, get your wedge game down before you go there. Cause it will, it will humble and humiliate you. And, w- and one more parenting thought. This is just like, if you decide to have three, which I know we're putting the cart before the stroller here, okay. but what I found is you go one to two, you you, you now you're playing zone right. Um, it, it you thought you didn't have free time with one, now you really have no free time with two. So if you decide to have three, like it's no big deal. Like your your time is already maxed out; they can't steal any more time from you.
1: That's so true.
2: once you get to two, I kind of feel like you're on the downside of the bell curve. Just, just have a third, man. I mean like that way, when you, when you like start your farm, you got more people who can work the crops.
1: I, I love that metaphor. Thank you. That's how this country was built. I mean, I think mean, hell yeah. Hell right. Tyler. Hell right.
0: Hell right, brother. God, parenting sounds awesome. Um, all right. Sucks. We are, uh, <laughs> you say it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's, all right. It sucks. God, this is actually perfect timing because my therapist is me while we're doing this. So this is all stuff I could talk about on Tuesday. Um, uh, we're gonna get out of here on two minute drill. Okay, you remember two minute two minute drill? Rapid fire questions. We got ten questions. First thing that comes to your mind? Are you ready?
2: Does this count as a question? God,
0: no. I didn't say I didn't say the bad word that time. Look at me go. Um, all right, two minutes on the clock, Tyler. Here we go. For, uh, first question: Favorite fat athlete ever? Fat athlete, go.
2: Uh, I would say Babe Ruth, but David Wells.
0: Very good answer. Cause you know how I feel about Babe Ruth. All right. That's points. Um, who had a worse year, Texas A&M basketball or Morgan Wallen? <laughs> A&M basketball, the, the, the COVID center
2: got frozen out and shut down on them in two days during the ice storm.
0: Yeah. I mean, but if this was, if this was like football, they would be in the playoff for sure. Just like Ohio state. Um, true or false. I have you saved in my phone as Joe Lessator? Oh, true it's so both but it's true. gonna be true after this interview um bigger underachiever tennessee football or tennessee basketball this year Jared Garantano. channel okay
1: <laughs> you're just saying everyone take now. their shirts
0: off <laughs> um all right uh how far do the braves go this year all
2: the damn way let's go okay. all
0: right um masters is coming up nightmare golf foursome not dream foursome, nightmare golf foursome. If you say me, since we actually played I, golf no. together, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this interview right now.
2: No, I'm, a, I'm gonna. This is corporate synergy. I'm gonna keep it in the family. I, right. Gene Chizik, because I love him, but he's gonna coach you up after every swing. Chris Doring, because he's not gonna be wearing a shirt. Uh, Peter yeah. Burns, because he can make shots that nobody else can make. And that's it. That's my force.
0: So literally the three guys that are on SEC (laughs) network every single Saturday night, opposite of you. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it started off well. Chizik followed me on Twitter. I didn't say Dari.
2: Like I'd love to play. I'd love to play with Dari. Like I'm down with that.
0: Well, Um, he's good too. He played in college. So that would be obnoxious.
2: Yeah. I played with them. It's, it's obnoxious. Plus he'd probably keep talking about my dead dog, which is like not cool. (laughs)
0: We should. Yeah, we should have gotten into that, but I didn't want to bring yeah. it up. I don't have that much money to buy cake this time, so we, we can't keep talking about your dog. Um, all right. Go to drink for day drinking. It's day drinking season.
2: Um, a, a cheap light beer that I normally
0: wouldn't drink. OK. Um, best rap song or rap lyric of all time? Because <laughs> in the 69, my humpy nose will tickle your rear. Right off. I mean, just right off the bat. Um, I don't know what that is, but that sounds great. Uh, bigger upset this year, Vandy winning the tourney, uh, or the fact that every current and former LSU head coach got in trouble this year, except Will Wade somehow.
2: Ed Ogeron did get in trouble. Really?
0: Did he? Uh, divorced and then also went four and six, but yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh,
2: uh, wait, what was the question? The biggest <laughs> upset? If Vandy were to win the tournament? I want Vandy to win the tournament because Stack is the best-dressed coach in college basketball history. And in a year where everyone else is wearing half zips and Lululemon on the sideline, Jerry Stackhouse is like, you guys are a bunch of rookies. I was on yeah. pro. I-, I got a gift card to suit supply, and I'm going to rock this
1: shit.
0: Um. Also, piggybacking off that, again, more Will Wade slander because he's the worst dressed coach in the league. He dresses like a fucking 13-year-old that's going to a bar mitzvah. Every shirt he has is oversized. Every shirt he has. It's like the opposite of my problem. Uh,
2: Will's my guy, but that's funny.
0: But that's funny. Last question. uh, Best excuse for our listeners to get out of work for the first two days of the tournament, go. You don't have to get out of work
2: for the first two days of the tournament. I'm doing the night games.
1: Boom. Okay.
0: It's not a great answer, but that's I mean, you still don't want to go to work that day.
2: I mean, what do you Um, want me to say? You want me to get, you want me to like, give you an excuse? Like you're an adult, come up with take your shirt off
0: at your cubicle. That seems like, like the best, I mean, yeah, but you're so creative and and you've been kicked out of so many establishments. I just thought you would know the best way to do it. All right. You know what? We'll end on that. That's, this is probably the best way it's uh, that was electric to to finish here.
1: Good to meet you, Tom. Thanks for the compliments.
2: That's my frozen zoom face.
1: All right. uh,
0: Tom, for real, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, We'll have to go and play golf and eat some hot dogs. If they have them at the course uh, sometime soon and uh, have a safe trip to Nashville, have fun at Tootsie's. I don't fit in there and um, we'll see when you get back, man. It
2: was awesome being on. This is the best podcast of yours. I've ever been on without a doubt, whatever you do, just, I said some things on here that I already regret. Please don't publicize that I was on. Like, if people just find this, that's fine. But let's yeah. all keep it, like, in the family, like, Truth Tree. All right? I don't I don't want to get in trouble. We're going to say make a much bigger Calvin name Chiroldi. was
0: on for our first guest. Like, we'll, we'll say somebody that's, like, way more, like, well-known and, and, and like, you know, a, a, just a bigger name.
2: Yeah, yeah. Use a name of someone who, like, would never come on because they're too big for your <laughs> podcast
0: why it's a long list but all right all right we'll get started on that all right tom you're the man i appreciate it dude we'll uh we'll talk to you soon thanks boys thanks all right um had a lot of fun with tom um
1: dude that guy's awesome by the way right
0: (laughs) (laughs) cracks me up man uh yeah he's he's out there but um i was really disappointed he didn't he didn't immediately go into uh a story about the Albex steakhouse thing but what an incredible story that was um, all right. So we're going to close here with fourth and wrong. And, uh, and we, each and every week we ask you guys to send us your football or non football related questions. Um, we're going to start doing something new as well. And we're going to still do three or four on here, like in the actual, uh, podcast, but instead of just, uh, limiting ourselves to just that every Monday, we're going to start doing a Facebook live in the, CS podcast group, uh, going over all the other fourth and wrong questions as well. All right. First question from Noah Sims says people from Glasgow seem unable to say purple burglar alarm. Any words or phrases that you guys
1: struggle to say or pronounce that you try to avoid? So none come to mind, although it did bring a story to my mind of my single like partying days back uh, when I would just get obnoxiously drunk, like I was still in college. Right. Um. And there was a night that I attempted to walk home from the Buckhead Bars to where I lived in Sandy Springs, which is easily a four-hour walk. Um. Yeah. And it was, you know, 3, 4 in the morning. And I decided, I don't know why, I woke up the next morning and I saw all these videos I had taken on my phone. I was documenting it. And I was walking oh, wow. by Peachtree Presbyterian Church. That's like and
0: barely anywhere away it's, from the Buckhead it, Bars. It
1: was a... Th- three minutes into my trek and i for the life of me i kept trying to say i'm walking by peach street presbyterian church and it was like the worst thing you've ever heard i just couldn't say it so yeah. that's that just brought that to my memory um,
0: i mean deuteronomy deuteronomy is not my favorite word um every other book in the bible dude fucking nail it uh yeah john paul there's not really any words that i stay away from um there are words, like, like this happens a lot because Allie is so much smarter than I am. Like, we'll be in a fight or, like, we'll be, like, arguing and I, like, I will lose the argument because I don't have the vocabulary to carry on with, like, where we are. Like, right. there's, like, one time she's, like, you get really acerbic sometimes, like, when, you, when you're when you drunk. And I was, like...
1: Did, did you say something it? about acerbics? I'm American.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, if you have to, like, actual, like, Google search or look up, like, a, in the dictionary, like, a word... Someone says to you, like, that's the argument. you already lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What's the worst experience you've ever had at a college town that you were visiting? It's from Chris Moss. It says, mine was at Auburn. I was visiting my cousin for the UJ Auburn game. Got kicked out of a Coolio concert. Tough to do. At a fraternity house. Almost got into two fights. And not until I arrived there, my cousin was like, I don't have anywhere for you to sleep for the weekend. Oh, I feel like we should have gone more into that. Pretty on par
1: for how expected Auburn to be. Mm. A little veiled shot at Auburn. Yeah, dark um uh so one like involving a game actually was also at auburn um i was visiting a friend his roommate wasn't gonna go to the game so i used his uh student id and to go into the game for free right and um i was carrying one of those flexi flasks you know and i had it i was like well i'll just i'll i'll tuck it where they won't pat down and uh (sighs) Uh, They decided to pat down there and um, took my flexi flask, threw it away in front of me, took the kid's ID, apprehended it. And um, and I was like, uh, my buddies were like, well, we we really want to go to this game. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just hang out outside the stadium. And I had a uh, friend of mine. He'll go unnamed. That was there working for CBS Sports and was able to sneak me in. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and then um, I guess at Auburn, I don't know if it's still this way, but they like they like gate off their student section. So if you're walking inside the stadium, like uh, you can't get into the student section. I guess because you have to be you have to get your student ID and really? I don't know. But I had to sneak into that. And then it was the Auburn Tennessee game where it was like a three to two game. Do you remember this game? It was like Auburn all- all- Mississippi State two thousand eight. No, it wasn't. It was Tennessee, and it was like I'll never forget because Peyton was on the sideline. I don't think there were any touchdowns scored. It might have been like nine to six. I I
0: do feel like there was a nine to six (laughs) game. It definitely wasn't the three to two games that was Mississippi State, but I think you're right. There was a nine to six game. So
1: that that was horrible. And then I have a similar story to Chris where I was at UGA. I was actually with a bunch of my fraternity brothers. We were going up to the Florida State Clemson game to be played on Labor Day in Clemson. So we stopped by and went to the Georgia, Oklahoma State, I believe, opener that year. And uh, we were at my buddy's fraternity house. Oh yeah, 2006. Yeah, one of my friends, uh, like I guess he tried to maybe hook up with a girl at this fraternity party that ended up being one of the guy's sisters, and we were like physically threatened, told to leave, and we also had nowhere to to stay in Athens, and it was three in the morning, so we drove back all the way to Alpharetta, which was oh my god, very very dangerous. Um.
0: I'm, like, trying to rack my brain. I don't really have any bad trips, I feel like, to... I mean, college football is the best, so I don't really have, like, a lot of bad... Like, honestly, I'd probably say Tuscaloosa because I've seen so many losses there um, from when we had season tickets, and they they sucked. If I had... In a visiting college town, Athens is my favorite college town, hands down. But I remember the first time I went, after I graduated high school, I I went there with a buddy of mine, and my high school... my high school girlfriend, she was a Tennessee fan. It was Georgia, Tennessee. It was like when Georgia was ranked third in the country, 2004. Um, I bought us two tickets, they are like 25 bucks a piece. As Soon as like, I gave the guy the cash, he handed me the tickets, he bolted. And I was like, that's probably not good. They were not real tickets. I could not get into the game, wasted like, I don't know, probably 73% of my net worth on these tickets because I was 18. Then we'd stay outside the entire time for the game they lost so everybody was pissed and then I found out like later that night after I was drinking Everclear uh that my best friend had like like I guess my girlfriend had cheated on me with them and we <laughs> oh were it was gosh. only us this three hanging dark. out like they brought it up like it was gonna be like oh by the way dude just just so you know like 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 they were gonna like give me an old chip off the old black or block punch like on my shoulder like guys I'm not gonna handle that well so I, I don't remember what happened for that but
1: because right, of the Everclear
0: yeah. Um all right, last one for Mickey share me. What is your most middle class fancy attribute and or what amenity or materialistic thing did you think meant people were rich when you were little?
1: I mean, I think we are one and the same here. We both have a Peloton. I feel like that's just so like oh, I'm so fancy now. Um mm. I thought that people had that had convertible cars were rich back, <laughs> back at like was, a Mitsubishi Eclipse like, yeah, like well, a Miata damn bro check out those wheels
0: um that's probably I mean, that's fair i mean like Viatas like be were kind of like creed like everyone liked him for like five years and all of a sudden it's like okay we got to <laughs> yeah. move on from that right. um all right so not convertibles but rvs I, I just always thought i think from going to so many football games i was like man people just have like they travel a the country and go to all these different like football games and these RVs. i thought that meant you were like a
1: multi-millionaire had no idea people lived in them. (laughs) Depending on the RV, I guess. Yeah, Some of them are multimillionaires. Some of them that they're, they're forced to live in those things. Um, We'll go down that dark path though.
0: Also, like if you went to your friend's house and they had like all, not like some, but like all name brand snacks. Cause like we were, we were like poor, poor growing up. And so like my mom would make like, Corned beef and hash with eggs, like three times a week, and I was like, "Oh, it's because it's my favorite." She's like, "No, it's because we can't afford food." Um, so, and then like I go to my friend's house, and like, like if you, we were poor, we were never like this bad. Like, if you're gone someone's house and they put like fucking like actual slices of bread instead of buns for hot dogs. Uh, uh, yes, I've experienced that. So the opposite of of like this question that that was my least favorite thing. It's like I I. I thought those were like the lowest class people imaginable. I was like
1: buns are like $2 and 69 cents. Okay. Just budget somewhere else. Another, another good example is on Halloween. When you go to someone's house and they're giving up full candy bars. I was yeah, like, you guys are movie. rich
0: AF. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So. This has been the longest episode of uh college ball well uncensored in our short five month year old life. Um, make sure you guys uh, tune into Facebook live tomorrow night. Um, send us any or answers and response to all that kind of shit uh, that we brought up on this episode. I gotta go paint. Tyler enjoyed it. Tell people where yes. we can find it or they can find us uh, next week. Where they can find us next week? I don't know what that fucking means. I'm just like <laughs> <saying that. laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All, all right, right bye guys. Find
1: <laughs> me at the grocery store. <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all next week, guys. <laughs>